I don't, did you, I don't know, like, do you, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> Trooper, where are you? I'm in Los Angeles today. Oh, nice. Yeah, Matt, I, I, don't know that, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of meeting my co host, JD. Not oh. yet. No. <laughs> where, where are you, JD? Florida, Boca Raton. Oh, Florida. Cool. I was just there. So I, I live in the Northeast now. I'm from LA, moved to oh, New York, okay. and I live in Pennsylvania. But in between all that, I was just in, uh, I was just in Orlando last week for a travel conference. Oh, and, okay. Um, and then I came to LA and I'm hanging out here and working and doing stuff for the next couple of weeks. So yeah, I've got nice. all over the place. Matt, I think everybody knows you from Pink Media and the I Love Day <laughs> Everythings. <laughs> oh, oh, bless you. No, no, I just uh, I don't. Uh, I, yeah. I just That's uh, how we I just, met. We met. I just stay like, consistent. Just keep it like just keep little things out there and try not to overdo it. And somehow it, it's all all seems to work. Try not to overdo it. There's like a hundred different I love gays. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's over 200. Is there but, really? Yeah. Really? That's hilarious. But it's, it's, I, all, but it's, it's all very manageable. <laughs> I can put my glasses on. I can't see. <laughs> I forgot to bring them over. I was too far away. So sorry. Okay, I'm back. JD, <laughs> it dawned on me now that... Um, they're Roger Daltrey glasses. <laughs> oh, these cool. really? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> first, maybe I had them first. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna go with no on that one. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a little so, older than I am, so that's that's funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Matt, tell me, like, just a little summary of how busy Pride yeah. Month makes you. Uh, yeah, it, it, it all starts even months before this, you know, in the planning stages and so forth. So we started getting pretty busy even around uh, March or April with with companies trying to figure out what they want to do and, and yeah. what, what Pride Month will look like. And um, and then and then the floodgates open. And, and I will tell you, it's funny because it really is. A, as soon as June 1st kicked in, we have a we have a group on LinkedIn and uh, for LGBT advertising, media, marketing. Mm -hmm. And that group just went crazy the moment. Uh, the moment June 1st started because everybody like had their stuff ready to go and then we had our client stuff ready to go and so everything just happens and yeah and then, and then when we're monitoring on Twitter and trying to keep things active and sharing pride things we can't it's hard to keep up it's got to be I mean first of all it's it's like the first in a couple of years now where people are having in-person events yeah you know yeah. and and everybody's just like so excited you know and it's like what's near me what's going on who's the entertainment where do yeah. i get tickets what can it, it's it's yeah it's like it's got to be a madhouse but man i i commend you because it <laughs> i don't know how it feels behind the scenes but it comes across as very organized well thank you i'm glad <laughs> yeah. that's all no and i'm and i'm in la and um and even though it, it, being from here 
I'll tell you, it felt really good. There was a Pride last weekend, which I missed, but yeah. I saw a lot of footage yeah, online. That was, that was We Hope Pride. And then this week, this this previous weekend, there was LA Pride and they're separate. There's two of them. But it felt really good because um, LA Pride was an amazing event and it really reflected the LA that I knew and grew up with, which is just extremely multicultural. I mean, every shade and every variation of people exist in LA and they all descended in Hollywood. And it's also because Hollywood's easier to get to when it comes to uh, uh, mass transportation and so forth. So tons of people and there were no barriers to things. You didn't have to pay to get in. The parade went the parade went down Hollywood Boulevard and there are no barriers to keep people separated. And it was just kind of nice because they just, uh, everything was very open and free and, uh, and uh, it was one of my favorite LA prides I've ever I've ever attended. So it probably oh, that, that to me, that's amazing. That's that's so good to hear, especially after yeah. you know what's been in the news and and in the papers, like what happened in uh, in Idaho. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. scary. You know, it's a, it's yeah. scary. First of all, it's scary to get back out there and be amongst crowds. You know, like I'm still extremely guarded about that. You know, like I still. Yeah still want my six feet i'm still a little bit nervous um right, you know, right. i don't want to be crushed and packed in any place but you know on top of that you know um the gun safety laws and and all the attention and everything that's been going on and especially this latest thing yeah. where they rounded up like 31 guys that were on their way to cause problems at idaho pride it's it's uh it makes you feel like you've got you know to be worried about yet one more thing Oh, you know, yeah. but I'm thrilled that it's not, it's not making people stay away, you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah it, no. it makes you kind of want to come back with a vengeance, you know. I think there's a lot going on in people's minds, and I don't even think we've wrapped our heads around it all yet. It's just, you know, remember in 2020 when it, the word was, uh, when things get back to normal, and yeah. then along the way, everybody was saying the new normal, and right, but, right, right. You know, that that infers that what we're trying to do is get back to something, but maybe with a variation. But mm -hmm. here it is, two two years later, and I really believe that that uh, we've all evolved and grown and changed in a way that it's not even a new normal anymore. Now it's just it's progressing in a in a different way. Yeah, and some of it is some of it is two steps forward, one or two steps back, you know, and that's what we see in Idaho. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But we we just got to keep pushing and persevering. Same as when I was in Florida, I'm in Florida and everything is about don't say gay and there's a lot of negativity around that. And yet, you know, you know, uh, JD and others that, you know, Florida is about as gay as it gets when it comes to a state here. So true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I, I, I saw a rainbow shirt that said, don't say DeSantis. And I was like, oh, <laughs> but I wouldn't give to walk around in that when I'm back home. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be amazing. You know, it's just, um, it's pockets, you know, it's just, po you got to find your people. Right. We, were, we were talking right. about this, like, yeah. you know, you've got to find your people and you've got to make pride what you want to make of it. You know, I was yeah. saying how much I don't like London's pride. It's just mm -hmm. overwhelming and chaotic and it's not yeah. fun at all. It's just, you know, it's just not it's not fun. <laughs> um, but when you go to like little pockets outside the boroughs, you find the mm -hmm. fun, the fun things, you know, like you find the local prides, you know, like in Croydon or um, in Eastbourne or, you know, even Brighton, which is, you know, to me far better than London, as far as entertainment and organization and all that, it's really fun, but everything um, here, 
I noticed in the UK, it's always a ticketed event. Always, yeah, yeah. always, always, every single thing. I mean, you can't even get into a restaurant if you're not booked in. You know what I mean? Like it, everything is, is a ticketed plan ahead kind of event. And, and I get that. I think organizers want an idea of a headcount. They want to know, you know, who's coming, you know, basically how many is coming. So with the plan for and all that kind of stuff, but it's, that's kind of nerve wracking, but you know, for the most part, um, yeah, I find the little, the little ones, um, more comfortable, you know, just, um, I was saying yeah. like, unless you're under 25, you know, like then you, I mean, if you're under 25, you're going to appreciate that kind of uh-huh. scene, you know, you're going to, you're going to, that those are your people and you're going to, you know, dance your shorty shorts off, but, um, you know, older, fatter lesbians, <laughs> they just, they just want to take their time and browse, browse the vending, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. So I think those ones, the pace is just better, you know. But you have choices. The UK, I think, is amazing in the sense that they have so many pride festivals yeah. in some of the smallest pockets. And the best yeah. part is that they've all discovered and learned that social media works as their friend. And so oh, when, yeah. you're, when you're online, you discover and find all these, so, these pride festivals in the smallest places. And then I feel like you could really find that group and that pride and that region that really works and resonates for you and so oh I think totally that's yeah totally it's it's very it's very different everywhere you go everything's so regional you yeah. know? well down here the more south you go the more accepting the more open the more you know it's when you go up the more north you go in florida you're more in the south as you probably know yeah exactly you go exactly. north you go south really and it's like so um, Will Manners, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, like Wynwood Pride was really packed. Key West, Key West is yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you have to kind of go more south to get the more uh, open-minded, uh, you know, whatever, liberal, ex- accepting, I don't know what the right word is, yeah. but yeah. No, that's, it's true. It's very true. It, it's, it's so, you know, you look at the map and you kind of, um, you know, you're right, the further south you go, you know, the more, the more free you feel. <laughs> um, Matt, tell me this, like, since we were, we're on this, this topic, but yeah, yeah. you guys get much like crap tweets back at you or anything. Do you get people coming at you for anything? I was just thinking of that and talking about it today. And, um, and really? the answer is yes, but I was, uh, I was talking to a family member, my sister, and I was telling her it's that, uh, I seem to have this strange and uncanny ability. And, and I do, feel, I am happy about this ability that I can ignore a lot of stuff and, uh, and, uh, I'm aware that you have to do you feel like you have to and lately yeah I I um I either I have a pretty thick skin and don't just don't let it bother me I know half of it is bots anyway yeah and uh and uh but yeah and and, but there's more to it than that there's this there's this that's also feeds into our strategy that makes it makes it work because it's most of most of the crap comes through on Twitter more than anything else and uh but it's good because Twitter is really well designed where people that see the things we post or other people post and we're tagged and we see these these arguments um you don't see all that stuff unless you want to see. You actually, yes. like when you tweet, you have to really pursue it and right. say like, ooh, what's, what is somebody else saying? And, you're, and you have to be eager for that. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, if, if, if you're the one posting and somebody has come at you, it's a funny little thing that goes against hum- a lot of human nature for, for folks, which is uh, don't respond. If you ignore it, the Twitter algorithm, and most social media is the same way, but the Twitter algorithm just kind of like lets it die. Yes. The moment, the moment you engage, Twitter doesn't know if it's good or bad. They just say, oh, look, they're friends. They, uh, they're they engaged with each right, other. Right. And the moment you engage, all your friends now have a potential of seeing it. So they win. So yeah. 
so it really is a thing. Um, you just have to tough up, toughen up. And I'm sure that the day is going to come when somebody's going to attack me to a point where I'm going to be a hypocrite and say, I just couldn't be tough enough for it. And I had to go out. You know, <laughs> but in general, you have to toughen up and just kind of like continue on the path and know that those are out there. Half of them are real. The other, you know, another quarter are, are I mean, uh, half of them are not real. The other quarter are, are people that are really paid just to be as nasty as possible. And the ones that really believe and feel that way is, is a small percentage. And so knowing all that, you're not going to change minds. You're just going to feed into a machine that you really right. should not. That's, so that, that's a great point. That really deters a lot of people, unfortunately. People will just say, no, you know, that's why they'll say I like Facebook better than Twitter. Or, oh, they'll like Instagram better because on Facebook, it's a more controlled environment. It's mm -hmm. it's your friends and family. Yeah. So you can control who's there. Right. And on Instagram, it's all, everything's nice because, you know, everything is just, unless they're, unless they're being bitchy uh, towards yeah. what you're watching or something, it's, it's just, it's a friendly, happy place. And so <laughs> yeah, it's really true. when somebody has something to say and they want to get nasty, there's only one venue for it. So it gives it a, it, it taints it, in, unfortunately, for some people. Yeah, but Twitter can, can be a cesspool, cesspool of You can delete the, the nasty comments too on Facebook, right? Like you can ignore them. Ignoring. But you can delete Sometimes them. I think, like you say, ignoring is more irritating to a person that. It is. Oh, yeah. Indifference is like. The, because they want that engagement. But it's so hard to ignore. But if yeah. you do, you're right. Yeah. yeah, and just don't yeah. don't respond when you've had a drink. <laughs> right. You've Agreed. got that cocktail, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. And then it just, you know, it's so much easier <laughs> to, to dive into that. We've all done, you know, and I, you know, we're all guilty of those things. But in general, it's that is that is my number one, you know, old grandpa internet lesson I could ever leave anybody is just, <laughs> just uh, ignore it, ignore it, ignore it. It's, so uh, it's so true. And then my other question is like, um, do you have, ultimate license over what you want to promote and what you want to retweet and what you want out there? Or do you have someone saying, mm -mm, not these people? No, no, we, we have, we have, we're, it's wide open. And that, that way, awesome. there, are, there are times when uh, there are a variety of things that come up and uh, right now there's one and um, I don't like it. It's a, uh, there's a, there's a profile out there about, you know, with the pulse of museum and, everything wrapped around pulse you know it's it, it's uh it is what it is but then there's some there's uh some lgbt haters out there one of them has like no, i think it's like no pulse museum is their profile and what they do is they try to engage us in it what, what folks will do is that they'll they'll tag us in things and and hope that we're gonna like go oh yeah we're not paying attention to what you're saying we'll just share it in our network we don't we everything uh, is yeah everything is 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 uh not edited but just reviewed it's scrutinized yeah. And so folks like that, and we only follow them from one profile out of Gay Orlando, because we do want to know what are they saying, but that doesn't mean we're agreeing. We just want to know, like, it's kind of like when people follow Trump, they just want to know, what is he saying? Yeah. But, the, <laughs> but you see you see stuff like that out there. Right. And so we're just, uh, it gives us the freedom to be able to not share things that other folks might expect us to, or or, or think right. that we're required to. And we just cruise right along our, our, our whole team. They just know that they have discretion and it's, Keep away from hard politics, hard porn, and hard religion. <laughs> you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so three. What is what exactly do you, does Pink Media? What do you do? Is that a company people could advertise with during these yeah. times? Yeah, that's, is that? And that's really an evolution of what we started back in '95. We started with a gay website, created a lesbian site, then a one for gay sports. So we had all these websites, and we used to work with clients to promote and, and target and advertise through banner ads and email campaigns. And so when I sold it, I stayed in the industry just purely working with clients wanting to promote online, but I was able to work with all sorts of different websites. And so I worked with other others that used to, I used to compete with. 
And so I worked with the websites, but then when social media came along and technology and mobile apps. So at the end of the day, Pink Media kind of morphed into this uh, almost like an agency, but like more like a media buying agency where we, we put plans together for clients and then we, we execute, put it all together and do it. And Twitter was a part of what we were promoting on. And yeah. that's where, and then we started dabbling with this I love gay thing because we started to see patterns about how it all worked. And that turned into a little monster all unto itself. So, <laughs> so, so today we actually get more business and work through, through the I Love Gay Network on Twitter than anything else because they come to us saying, I want to promote myself on New York for Pride or whatever it might be. Right. So they're, they're, they're speaking our language and they're targeting already. They're thinking targeting. And then we just simply say, great, but, but uh, tell us a little bit more about what you're looking for because then we can get them on mobile apps, get their video out there, whatever it may be. So everything becomes a little custom, but it's all kind of aligned towards targeting LGBT people online. I love it. I, ab- I, I absolutely that. love it. I love following like all the different. Let me ask you this. Here's one. Yeah. Here's one of my buttes. You have. You said you have like over two hundred. Like I. Yeah. I love gay. Whatever. You know. Yeah. Um, what's What's the weirdest one that 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 you have? Do you think? Because I love I love gay pets. That's yeah, one that's- of my faves. And we do, and we do that one for because of the fact that uh, you know some of them, some of them are almost like placeholders because because you know the pet market is is a is a big one. Yeah, yeah. A lot of lovers online and they're sharing, so we kind of put those together with no business to be had yet, but just right, kind right. of like building up a building up a, a, a following, and 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 it is. But the crazy part is, is that the ones that really every one of them is is different. Some some regions have a lot more followers than we can ever follow back because they're just so eager for, you know, just there, there's an eagerness in some regions that you don't find in others. The yeah. more remote it is, South Africa is very eager. South Africa is very on it. They, you know, they really post. And so, the, but the quirky ones become like, um, I love gay bears. And uh, so for <laughs> yeah. our, our bear community, they're extremely social and they're very, they love to share and they loved it. So that one has just developed and grown into one of our larger, more, balanced uh community so to speak and so, and <laughs> so, so. but then we had a client that was doing nude cruises and uh you know nude resorts and clothing optional that's all part of the lgbt community it's you know at least on the g side with gay men especially so we created i love gay nudists and i was really ex- surprised to watch how that one exploded so. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone were to say have a new song they're releasing and they yeah. want to advertise that that would be a good platform to be doing that yeah. with your company yeah because we have a strong we have a strong setup for with guy love gay music but then a lot of times they're they're touring and so when they're touring yeah up, uh promoting i love gay music and then like say i love gay virginia or north carolina wherever they may be on tour we'll we'll cross those two over so they're kind of tapping into both markets and that's ah. the power of that network is to is to do that that's i, that is, I have amazing. to talk to you about that later. <laughs> I like to, I love gay travel too. That one I find yeah. super helpful. That was that, huge. You know, That's yeah. one of our biggest. And, it's and pretty we, cool. Like you can literally just go on Twitter and like search some weird passion that you might have. Like I'm going to give you, I love gay cartoons because we got, we've got a lot of gay, gay cartoon content coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah. Cartoon Ups is producing uh, the Lesbian Lounge cartoon, our best bits. They're doing Nobody Parks in LA, which is hilarious with Tay yeah, from, yeah. Um, from Queer as Folk. So yeah, there's like you, whatever you're into, you, you're gonna find a, a Twitter account for it, like an I love gay yeah. something. And it's just, I just <laughs> find it useful. And, and 
that's rare to say about Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? well, we, we, we built, we're building groups and communities. We build a community. So like what you're just refer, referring to with cartoons, that would kind of, we would run that probably through I Love Gay Fandom. And fandom is kind of a generic word, but mm -hmm. there is an entire world of fandom with, with hashtag gay geeks and gamers with a Y. Yeah. And there, there are entire worlds that are, that are out there that are huge. And so all we want to do is just be part of those communities. We don't want to dominate. We don't want anything other than just to be a part of, because actually the reality is most of them, many of the folks that are active in the fandom and gaming and geek community, they are so much bigger than we'll ever be. But, oh yeah, yeah. But we just kind of play in their sandbox. Every one of the profiles is designed to actually be like a, it's all manually done. There's nothing automated and we're playing in their sandboxes and we're just simply contributing a bit. We're sharing things that we see, but then we share their content. We like their content and it becomes a two-way street. It becomes engaged mm -hmm. in this it's with all those communities. And so it's, and that's helpful. it's yeah. seems a little crazy that we have all that, but we're able to manage it quite efficiently. So it you, don't, you don't have like, do you have certain people that have that interest manage it or do you yeah. give like 10 to this person and 10 to that person? And yeah, no, for, A, uh, it's uh, people that um, uh, it's much more, it's much more enjoyable when somebody's able to work on a profile or a few profiles that are more in line with their interests. Yeah. But the folks, but the folks that work with us, we don't even have to like go out looking for them because they are already engaged with us. They are they are on Twitter. They're engaged. We're 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 kind of sharing back and forth, and it and it becomes one of those things where a relationship forms, and then it's easy to be able to have them. You know, if they're if you could tell, and somebody might be open to that, that then oh. they could come and do some work for us part time, and uh, and so the whole thing. There's no training involved. There's no um, education to say. You know, like. I don't need to interview someone and say, do you understand Twitter or why would you, you know, like, <laughs> right. all that is eliminated. And then of course the, the skill set translates into all the other things. So if we have a campaign on Facebook or Instagram, the skill set from Twitter allows that person to be able to easily migrate to the other platforms as well. It's, it's just, it's really, really interwoven, you know, yeah. it's layered yeah. and it's nuanced, but it's, it's um, like I said, I mean, I can't, I mean, I found you, I found you that way. You yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were engaged with each other. We were engaged. Yeah. You're a real person and we treated each other as such. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, I think, I mean, you know, and that's part of it too, is that, you know, um, I don't know about you, but like when I get a like or a retweet or when somebody responds to something, you know, um, for the longest time, I, the, it, it wasn't about that. It was just reading you know, yeah, just yeah, reading yeah. And, and stuff like that. But I think between politics and COVID and, you know, everybody being stuck at home, it became like, you know, not, I was, I'm not going to say I was obsessed with it, but it was part yeah. of my daily, you know, part of my daily stuff. And I was, you know, seeing more engagement and having more conversations and getting more, I think I, I used to have like something like, Ten and a half thousand followers, and then when when Twitter did the purge and and all the bots were gone, I dropped down to like nine thousand. But yeah. like just over the last two three years, like I'm back up to like over nine and a half thousand, and like it's just five hundred out of nowhere. And I don't normally check, but like that number kind of like I was like, where did that happen? When I don't even, you know, like it's just I guess because it's every day, I'm not calculating and I'm not adding yeah. it up, but. Yeah, it's becoming a really good platform for little short blasts of information, you know, and that's pretty much all I can handle. <laughs> that's but, it, really 
it's always interesting because uh you know the the clinical way to say it is that it's just it's human psychology it's just you know to succeed in that space but really it's not clinical it's just it's just understanding people and mm -hmm. uh and we all have our own way of understanding people and others and being part of society and social and so at the end of the day there's basic things that we grew up with in kindergarten and so forth. We like to be liked. We like people yeah, to like. Yeah. We like, I like uh, and other people like to be liked as well. But then you kind of, you know, at first you're saying like, well, of course we all know that, but we don't. We, if we knew that, social media would would be uh, handled probably a lot differently. Yeah. And and people people like a relationship. It's that's where it always goes. It's a two way street. So yeah. the moment moment someone says I don't get Twitter or social media in general, but all they do is just blast things. They post and post and post, yeah. but they're showing absolutely no interest in others. They don't They don't ever like or comment or share on other people. They just, right. well, yeah. how does that work in the real world? How would you like if yeah. you went to a networking party and someone jumped on the table, said, hey, everybody stops. And they started yelling about how great they are. And then they jumped <laughs> hey, Look at me. Yeah, yeah exactly. You would say, exactly. what a freak. You know, and what then a left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but people forget that, that that but social media is an extension of who we are as people and so if you step back and you look at it more that way and so forth you start to realize like oh that's that's how you make it work and yeah the rest of it just happens from there see i find that a lot on on instagram because of the promo like anytime you hashtag anything like podcast or zoom or youtube or something like there's always those people that are like oh you know send us money and we'll put it on our our yeah. thing you know and it's just all it is is more people doing the same thing. So when you when you buy followers, you're buying prom promoters that are right. just keep right. doing that, and it's not people that are interested really in your content at all. It, it's terrible. Like that's, that's the downside of it. Of that, I what I don't like about Instagram. But yeah. you know, Instagram like to me is uh, fat fat babies and cats. <laughs> that's it. What I like about your company, what you do is that you can localize it if you want to, because mm -hmm. the internet is so vast, you know, people, I was just talking about this with someone yesterday about promoting things. Like in the old days, you couldn't reach so many people as you could when you now, now with social media, but then again, it almost becomes like a needle in a haystack. So even though you could reach, reach more people, everyone's reaching everyone. So it's just, what do, who do people, what do they look at? But I like that you could localize it. So if you have a show in an area that you're trying to promote, or you have a, something, anything new that you want to promote a business, you can localize that. It's a little I, more targeted. Yeah. Little, yeah, I like that you targeted. can target yeah. areas. But there yeah. is a there's a human psychology component to that as well, though, because people, because that's the part. You know, we're not digital creatures. We're analog, and analog means we're in the real world, and that means that. We have relationships where we like that you know it's it's all about who is who is near me in, in my town or my city or who shares the same right, right. and you find we find that when we create profiles that are dedicated to especially areas like iowa and indiana we get a really loyal base of, of followers and users that are engaged with because because we are speaking with them and to them in their in their part of the country and they feel a little more connected. What happens is that once they're connected to like, I love gay Iowa and we're sharing and, and doing things, then something happens around them in a nearby state or just anywhere in the, in the LGBT world, they're more connected to it through our network because uh, we're almost like things that we like and share across you know, like, I love gay theater in New York. Well, folks mm -hmm. in Iowa will see it if they're interested in theater as well. Yeah, so yeah. Theater is the connector. So Iowa and New York are the regions, but then theater is the connection or TV or music that right. brings those worlds together and so they discover each other and so it's just uh that's the positive side of where social media can go yeah right. that's the truth. yeah 
yeah, the, those connections are, are, are so important. I remember, you know, before social media became, you know, like JD said, so, so vast and, and, you know, we were excited when we get like an email from a listener in Ireland, you know, but we're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, like, that's just like amazing to me. But they always said that they felt like they had a friend, you know, yeah. like what we were yeah. talking about and the people that, that we were, were relatable to them. And that's, that's what grabbed them. And that's what kept them listening, you know, and I think that's always the thing that people look for when they're looking for a zoom show or a podcast or something mm -hmm. like, is it relatable? Like, is this going to be something that I'm interested in? Is this, you know, worth my time basically? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what we're shooting for here. I mean, <laughs> pretty much we say it all the time. Um, but yeah, like we, yeah, you want, um, you want to be liked and that's, mm -hmm. you know, the things that you like are the things that, you know, are things that you can relate to. Ooh, it's like, today's the first day I'm wearing shorts and my cat just walked under the table. Like, <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> but, the, but there's always something else that connects us is just being gay or lesbian and, and all shades in between. And so that's way somebody from Ireland or someone from anywhere in the world, all of this, you know, not only we're connected, but we're now sharing ideas and we're sharing mm -hmm. thoughts and things. And so we're, I think we're discovering every day that we're not so different and that, and right. that but I think being gay helps because uh, the whole gay connection, as far as like, if you go to another city or another town, you go to a bar, it's easy. We kind of, there's an understanding about who we are and the culture that, yeah. we're all, that spans Definitely. the world. Definitely. Oh, for sure. That's of, the foundation. <laughs> you layer all that together, you layer gay and New York and theater and you have this kind of triad of you know with the gay being the and I say gay loosely just the LGBTQ plus um, but you have that and you bring that together and there is really something there when it comes to human connections and so forth for sure it's, yeah. it's incredible I think I think what you're doing is fantastic I'm like I'm so behind it 100% like yeah. that's the best part of my day is when I <laughs> when I go on Twitter and I yeah. see like and then a new especially like a new I love gay that I didn't know about you know like that's that's like a plus for me that's like okay it's gonna be a good day <laughs> drinking my coffee <laughs> you know checking out the retweets seeing what's happening it's uh it. yeah that's the pleasure you know and and I've had to like really change my um my Twitter feed a little bit like do a little purge unfollow yeah. a lot of news organizations and stuff like I'm just over I just said today like can I mute the words Rwanda because over here with the refugee problem right so can I mute the word right. Rwanda the feds <laughs> the fed and um with the gas prices because yeah. that's all that's in my feed like I just had to like just do a, a big unfollow like I, I need to tighten it up I need to make it more gay like I'm done with, with <laughs> Done with these. Yeah, my, my, my only feedback on that is it'll happen, but it doesn't happen overnight. Like, no, yeah, yeah, it's an important first step. You do that and you you start it, it, who you follow and engage with. Yeah. Uh, Twitter pays attention and then it starts to slowly change the folks that you'll see. Yeah. But it, it I do does a lot happen. of turn off retweets too. That's another yeah. big one, but not for you. But I mean, like, that's <laughs> in general, I do, I do that a lot. <laughs> How long has your company, have you had your company doing this? Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been doing this. It, 27 years, but when we started Pink Media was after we sold uh, Gay Wired and, and She Wired and all that. So that that was 2008 when we started Pink Media. Um, but I'm realizing because Twitter gives us our anniversary mark for a uh -huh. lot of uh -huh. the vast majority of I Love Gay is, is about exactly five years old now. 
Oh, so, wow. You have a few profiles that are that are older, but very few. Like the, the majority of everything that, that we see today is about five years that we, since 2017, when we really launched that. I feel like I've known you that long, only because I got to tell you, like the whole basis um, when I was first uh, podcasting to find things to talk about, yeah. Yeah. there was... A, there were three key websites, right? Lesbian News, She Wired, um, and then there was another one after Ellen. Yeah. And then as as you know, as it started expanding, I added like Auto Straddle, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was where we we would get our topics like every every week. So you know, like you know, kind of in a roundabout way, <laughs> I've known oh, you yeah. since She Wired days. Yeah. <laughs> We, we all go way back, but no, it's just, we've been just kind of, you know, cause we've evolved, you know, with that. And that's where, I mean, I'm glad I sold at that time because for us, it wasn't as exciting because the whole idea of content creation and, and then, uh, you know, banner ads and all that, it became kind of a commodity in some ways, but, um, but even then though, it was still exciting because back then there was no social media. So we had to create message boards and ways for people to meet and, yes. and we would keep people on the website for sometimes like 30 minutes at a time where nowadays that's unheard of nowadays, yeah. uh, people <laughs> read an article, they go in, they bounce out. Right, and, but but back then it wasn't that way, and so people would start on our homepage and kind of work their way through, and so that totally. Was oh my God, I I was probably one of those ones that spent half yeah. an hour, like I was gathering content, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a whole different world. So yeah, the world we're in now is much more short form content, uh, quicker attention spans, and it's not always a bad thing. You just have to adapt and realize that people are there's a lot of information and people are getting things. You know, they're little fireflies that light up, and so yeah, you absorb yeah, totally. some of it. But your goal is is to really get people excited from a little short form thing, get them excited about the longer form that you may have. So right, right. You know, show a little clip of a video and then if they like it, they can go and see the whole video. So it's that exactly. sort of That's, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. And you know, the thing is like, just, I mean, five years is a big deal. Like five year anniversary is a big deal, but think about yeah. the fact that this, you know, was going on during the pandemic when people needed it the most, you know? Mm -hmm. And like I said, that's when I really fell into it. And now that mm -hmm. you know, we're back, you know, doing things again and being able to to live a little bit, it's still there. It's still a part, you know. So that was excellent timing. Thank you, thank you. No, it's uh, <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. It's kind of fun because we don't have to ask for permission and we don't have to like get uh, validation or accolades from from others that uh, in the industry. It's just simply the users and uh, and the the user base and the clients that follow along. You know that just happens organically from what they find and what they see, and so that makes makes it makes our whole team feel really good. And how big of a team are we talking, Matt? There's about ten of us. There's about ten of us here. There's myself on the East Coast, and then um, uh, my business partner's in LA, and he's the one who has the patience and deals with some of the folks that we have. That uh, mostly it used to be we'd have writers and and social media posting creators, but now we actually have more folks that just do more monitoring and, and managing of some of the profiles. And so we have a, a team of people out here that he manages that do all, that does great. all that. That's great. What yeah. were you gonna say, Jay, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say what I really love about your, is you got a great energy about this. It seems like you really, really enjoy what you're doing. And when someone really enjoys their business and what they're doing, that just, you know, transcends to anything you're you're working on. So your whole content is just, you get a good feel from that. And just talking to you, I could see you just enjoy it. It's, it's such a blessing to do what you love. Yeah. And like you're traveling doing it. So that's that's awesome. Well, thank you. And, uh, I call the litmus test. If Sunday night when you're uh, in the evening, if you're excited for the work you're going to do on Monday, then you're in the right direction. And if you're exactly. dreading, if you're dreading <laughs> Monday night, then, then you need to make a change. 
that would, yeah, I always really kind of felt sorry for the people with the, thank God it's Friday. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Because are you wasting the whole week waiting for Friday? And then it's only two days then out of the week that you're not waiting for Friday, you know? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I did the, I love, you know, I can't wait for it to be Friday, TGIF stuff. Not because I didn't like my job, <laughs> but because I knew that there were happy hour drinks coming. <laughs> but there are a lot of people with the other, yeah, you know, and I, said, I can't say I so much love my day job, which is, which is a business that I own, but it does give me freedom. So, yeah. uh, but the thing is, is that as a person, like I'm, I'm sitting here in a position where I have a show I want to promote and I have some, you know, some new content I'm putting out in the way of print and, and uh, for the show. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm looking for an avenue and what you do is just so perfect for that. But, but I'm really loving your energy about it because then you feel like you're partnered with the person, with the yeah. company that's doing this, the advertising. Oh, yeah, man. You want to have a good feeling. Well, yeah. You yeah. want the excitement about it. Oh, well, look, look, I'm glad I did that. That's a little bit <laughs> <magic> there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love this. <laughs> Perfect. Well, listen, I don't want to keep you, Matt. I know you got a lot of work ahead of you, but it's been lovely catching up. Same and, here. Um, yeah, it's so good to see you again. I'm glad that we could yeah. um, we could make yes. this work. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on the show. Great. Happy Pride. Why do you always run back to like, never stop chasing your dreams. is you